<laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Never Mate Varsity. Um, I know that y'all don't hear that now, but this meeting is being recorded, which just said in our Zoom meeting. My name is Colby. You can find me on Twitter at writingbycolby and at popcultureshub.com. What's up, everybody? Um, it is David Rivero. Feeling good. Just got a fresh cut. Got a nice fade up on the side. My boy Shane got me nice and right. I'm feeling good. And uh, you can find me on Aaron. He's like, yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at dearvera1222. It's your boy Maverick. You can find me on social media at heartbreak underscore underscore kid. What is up, everyone? I am Aaron. I don't know why I introduced myself. You know who I am. We've been doing this for three years now. We actually have been doing this for three years now. That's just crazy. Mm -hmm. um, my cat just tried clawing my foot off. You can find me on Twitter at Aaron P. Friedman, and you can find my cat on Instagram at crouton.thecat. Is crouton our mascot now? I'm down for it. <laughs> I 100% agree. Whenever we do... He says hi. Whenever we do our new logo, whenever we have the time to do that, Crouton can be in the logo. Oh, one of my internet friends says he wants to make us a logo. Ooh, cool. So maybe I'll take him up on that offer. So first, some news. The uh, Never Made Varsity is now under the Pop Culturist Hub umbrella. What does that mean? For you, not much. We might pub some pop other pop cultures podcasts, Monkey Off My Backlog, maybe, you know, Little Martha and Colby Grow Up. But, I mean, for the most part, we're still Never Made Varsity. We're still our four Carolina boys talking about Carolina sports, NFL, pop culture, Star Wars. You know what we do. So, yeah. And also, um, by the time you hear this, I have my first blog up on popculturesub.com, breaking down uh, Mitch's game-winning touchdown in week one. So go check that out. How are we doing, team? I, I hear the, the clinking of the, <laughs> the ice and I've got a beverage now, so I'm good. <laughs> Do we – I guess we'll go ahead and jump into Carolina football because there wasn't any. Yeah, we, we didn't lose. We didn't, didn't lose. Complain. We we won the bye. We didn't play at all and still went up a spot in the AP poll. We're going to win the double bye. <laughs> <laughs> we are – so Carolina did not get to play this game against Charlotte. They had a positive um, COVID-19 test. And because of that positive COVID-19 test, due to contact tracing, they did not have enough players to safely play football if I had to guess, something happened on the offensive line. I think the NCAA mandates you have to have, at least the ACC mandates, you have to have seven healthy offensive linemen. Um, that's what I'm guessing happened. But Yeah, I think offensive line is where most games have been canceled, where the positive tests have originated from. Because with most position units, you can just – even it won't be good, but you can just plug and play from elsewhere, and you can't really do that on the line. Yeah. That's where, like, chemistry is really important. Like, and also, like, where if you're not the right size, it's just straight-up dangerous. Yeah, like, you're going to get somebody hurt. Yeah. Yourself and the quarterback, probably. <laughs> yeah. So, uh -huh. yeah. So, Charlotte is off this week. They're going to try to play next week. We are also off next week. Our next game is going to be October 3rd against Boston College. But, um, 
Carolina gets a nice long break, and we're just going to have to get used to some we're getting, weeks we're not going to get to play. We're getting more of a break than the Big Ten supposed to get the entire season. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. That's a great segue. The um, Big Ten is back. From our Ohio native. <laughs> also, Aaron, you did not respond to the tweet that I sent that the Big Ten parents were just standing around shouting about Culver's. <laughs> um, yeah, the Big Ten's back. They are coming back in the middle of October. They're going to play, they say they're going to play eight straight weeks um, of football. That just sounds like a recipe for injuring players, like being completely honest. Yeah. I mean, one, injuries are going to happen. Two, there's going to be teams that can't play. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, with only eight games, like it's not like you have those early cupcake games where you can get up to speed and where everyone's not playing at like an end of season intensity. If you're only playing eight games, you're going to have to bring the heat every game. Speaking of intensity, I love that like Nebraska was one of the wildest about wanting to play football and their week one game is against Ohio State. Mm-hmm. One of my one of my buddies is a big Nebraska fan and he and I were talking about it last night and he was like, Yeah, we kind of got really screwed even though we were the ones who wanted it the most. Because <laughs> they have Ohio State, yeah, Penn State and Wisconsin, I'm pretty sure. Also, um, if you don't watch the entirety of Northwestern versus Maryland and you are rooting for the virus, you said you wanted football, you have to watch football. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This just doesn't seem like it's going to work out well. Yeah. And even if it does work out well, you get when we, if, when, if they have a playoff, it's going to have so many more conversations about, Will Big Ten teams deserve to get in, even their conference champion, with so some fewer games to be able I to mean, play? I mean, I think that no matter who you ask, this season is going to have an asterisk next to it. Unless Carolina wins it all, then it will not have an asterisk. Then it's a completely <laughs> normal and valid season. But For if sure. we don't, then or it that has an ring with pride. Yes, if we don't, then it has an asterisk next to it because it's. So many less games. It's just so different. It's just like the basketball season last year. Like, obviously that one, there's no national champion. But, like, I feel like a national champion this year won't be the same. I think college football is the only league this year. I'm like, if there's a championship this year, there's an asterisk to that one. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. It's, it's – I mean, there's no consistency, at least with, like, the NBA – and the NFL, like, you, you have some consistency there. But, like, when you can have the Big Ten start at a different time as the ACC, it starts at a different time as the, you know, you know, Mac, you know, whatever. Like, it's it's going to be a little different. Mm-hmm. Should we get into some of the week's action? I mean, we are in depraved ACC country, so we must talk about Wake Forest and NC State. <laughs> We are required to. But listen, NC State had a night game at home, and they won. Good job. Somebody tweeted or or reached out to Joe Obius, and someone was like, next time Dave Doran says that uh, they don't have energy because the fans <laughs> are late coming in third quarter, show him this game. <laughs> Maybe NC State's problem is that 
the fans just make them nervous <laughs> when there aren't any fans. <laughs> they can play. Listen, they put up 45 points. That's impressive against like any power five opponent. That's impressive. Wake is one of those teams that lost a, a couple of key players to opt outs though. So but a I lot of those players were on offense and they still put up 40. That's the <laughs> other, the other part of this is NC state also gave up 42 points. That's the other part. Yes. <laughs> um, I really don't like bad mouthing people and players, but I just cannot like Peyton Wilson. Like, I saw him straight up body slam and get a flag on it. Like, you know how it's illegal to, like, lift someone up and slam them into the ground. Like, he did it on multiple occasions, I'm pretty positive. No suplexes. But also, there there is history behind <laughs> It's not, it's it's not, not just – yeah, it's not just, like, random player dislike. No, there's, there's other reasons to not like him. But – but – for the record, I do not dislike him. I, I don't know. I save my hate for very specific players. But Bailey Hawkman played well at quarterback. I, I know going into the summer, they named Dennis Leary the quarterback, who was the quarterback when we played them last year, right? I believe yes, so. That he was quarterback when we played. Uh, for whatever reason, Bailey Hawkman won the job like last week, um, and he played pretty well. So. I don't know. We know NC State. We know what happens whenever NC State has a modicum of success. Um, we just have to wait for it to happen. Um, but I think it was interesting. Miami-Louisville. The U is back. Oh, my goodness. Is, is that what we're doing now? <laughs> Are we doing the U is back? I had to say it before Aaron did. <laughs> I'm not saying it. I don't root for the U. <laughs> Um, Miami put up 47 points. I think you must point out that last year Louisville had like the hundredth ranked defense in the country. I think, like I said, it's impressive to put up 40 points on any power five point opponent, but Louisville is not good on defense. Mm-hmm. And, and again, they gave up Derek King looks outstanding right now. So, yeah, he does. And Miami's defense is pretty solid. But they still gave up 34 points. Some of that could have been the pace of the game, but I don't know. Miami looks a lot better than I expected them to. Um, I was talking to – I think I was talking to y'all when I said that when we beat – when App State beat us last year, we cursed them with coastal energy. Um, and now they just lose games to random opponents. They look bad against Marshall. And that was like their first time being ranked two in a while. I think they might have actually squeezed in even last year, but one of those things where they just get into the poll and then only and then lose. And Marshall's not very highly ranked, are they not? Um, they're ranked now. They're ranked twenty fifth. Yeah, yeah. They're probably right now. Okay. Apparently that was a rivalry from back in their um their SOCON days. Okay. But, um, and they haven't gotten to play a lot. So Marshall was up for this game. But still, App State only scored seven points. That is not the Appalachian State that we're used to. Nope. I just felt, y'all saw, y'all saw the picture I sent you in the group, right? Mm hmm. Yeah, it was App State's tight end catches the ball and then, like, on, basically right on the goal line, fumbles the ball and gets so a touchback. Like, 
I felt really bad. And then I saw his face, and he was like... He looked like he was about to cry, and I felt horrible for him. Absolutely horrible. And, like, even plays after. Like, even, like, when, when the kicker missed the field goal to get them within a touchdown... He was like almost inconsolable. It was bad. Like they cut to the camera onto him, and he was still like crying. And I was like, "Oh no!" It's like bad. Okay, I am more susceptible to the idea of momentum within a game than between games. The M word. The M word. I feel like that fumble might have turned the tide of the game. Changed the momentum? I don't, I don't know <laughs> if it changed the momentum. I feel like the, the energy on their team was gone. Sacrilege in the Church of Bomani. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do feel like their, their energy was gone after that. It was. There are, something, there are plays that take the air out of your lungs. Like mentally. Sorry, they take the air out of you mentally and physically. And that, that's one of those plays. Uh, Boston College versus Duke. We, Carolina is playing Boston College next in October. And David just made a, uh, a bit, like a slight yikes face. Um, it was, a, I watched it. It was an ugly game. <laughs> it was an ugly game, but Boston College's offense looked really good. Yeah, no, the passing attack was very potent. They had, it was kid, the Flowers kid. Um, that had like a hundred and he had like 160 yards, I think, rushing on like five catches. Yeah, five catches for 162 yards. Um, no, the, I mean, if there's anything to, we have the secondary for it, um, but I think we're going to have some young players this week. I guess that's another Carolina storyline is that we have lost one perhaps our most senior veteran defensive player in Miles Wolfuck, who has been declared academically ineligible. So now it's going to be next man up for like your Giovanni Biggers and things like that, those players. So, I mean, we definitely have a secondary, I think, that can match to Boston College, but they're good. I did not read the comments under that tweet um, when they ruled him academically ineligible. I knew exactly what was in that comment section, and I, would, <laughs> and I do not need that energy in my life right now. Uh, Jerkovic. Jerkovic? Jerkovic? Anyway, their quarterback, he <laughs> looked good. 17 of 23 for 300 yards, averaging 13 yards a um, 13 yards an attempt. That's that's pretty good. I mean, when you lose AJ Dillon, you got to start getting your yardage from somewhere. And Duke doesn't have a bad defense. At least their pass rush is still good. So. <sighs> It was hard. It's hard to get a read on stuff, like especially like to to measure them up to like how UNC looks, because like we played Syracuse, but Syracuse is awful. Like I watched them play their game against um, Pitt, Pitt, and I mean their quarterback, Mr. Devito. My goodness, poor guy. It, I think it's some crazy stat. Like it was like fifty six dropbacks for like thirty hits, or like 30, something about like thirty, like some some crazy number of hits or sacks or something like that. He's already been sacked fourteen times. Yeah, something nuts. Like he just will not throw the ball away. Like he will just take the hits. Like he'll just fetal position and take the hit instead of throwing the ball away. He's got a bit of um a bit of David Carr in him. 
he's like, uh, he's seeing ghosts. And like he'll throw, or like they they put his backup in first play he's in first pass touchdown. It's like ooh, <laughs> like yeah. He hasn't been he hasn't been broken yet. Just give it give it a, a little time. Like I I don't know if any quarterback can do well behind that offensive line. Anyway, those are the um the interesting games from last week. Next week the SEC is here. Um it just means more now. The season didn't mean anything <laughs> now. It means more now that the SEC is coming back. Um, we have the top 25 matchup of Kentucky and Auburn in football. <laughs> um, I know. Uh, let's see. Anything else interesting happening next week? I don't think so. Yeah, that's literally the only interesting game. I do think, though, NC State versus number 20 Virginia Tech at night in Blacksburg. Are there fans in Blacksburg? They haven't played a game yet. This is their first game. This is a game that was rescheduled, so I don't know. Got it. Um, it's Virginia Tech minus 10. If I were a betting person, I live in North Carolina, so I don't bet on sports. Um, <laughs> NC State plus 10 looks really good. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of points. All right. Shall we talk about the NFL? Let's do it. More football. Can can David and I complain first and then okay, get into the rest fine. of the day? Because Just I'm have, already take your time. Take your time. This is a safe space, Panthers fans. I'm already done with Matt Rule. Like I I really I tried. You, listen, I, I from the jump, from like the first two weeks he was hired, I was like, I already don't like this guy. Like I already don't. I don't I don't he did not pass the vibe check. <laughs> He he just gives off an aura, some kind of aura. And also, like, I don't know what the coaching search was like. I will not pretend like I am in NFL circles. I have no other information. I have no more information than somebody on the street. But the fact that we chose a guy who turns Temple around and not somebody like Eric Bieniemy, who is, like, literally just won a championship and was obviously looking for a head coaching job. Like, what, what is the reason? What, as Cardi B says, what is the reason? What is the reason? <laughs> I'll tell you the exact moment. Because I, I really, I really wanted to give Matt Rule, like, a fair shake. I, I want to say, let's see how this season goes. And, like, listen, last year, towards the end of the year, I wasn't watching as many Panthers games, but it was, like, it's not their fault, you know? They're just – they aren't that good. Like, they're, the players aren't that good. They're doing their best. There's just not much they can do to, to win these games. Like, poor Kyle Allen, he got way too much criticism for a lot of people just because he he can't help who he is. He's, he's Kyle He's Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen. He can't be anything else, and that's he can't, okay. He can't be anything else, and that's okay. But it's the stuff like, and this is, um, I did not tell him I was going to read this tweet on the podcast, but my friend Paul at One Paul Beam, friend of the podcast, said, I literally quit Matt Rule as soon as he ran the most obvious fake punt in existence. (laughs) 
when he ran a fake punt from the 35-yard line on fourth and three. That is the most maddened fake punt I have ever seen in the NFL. I am angry that he even thought that was a good idea. That is like, what, the third fourth down in a row that he ran without giving the ball to the best player on the team? No, I'm done. I'm done. I don't think he's ready for the NFL. You see what happened when he did give the the ball to his best person, player on the team? He scored a touchdown, and now he's <laughs> hurt and probably oh, out for the season. Oh, crazy what happens when you hand the ball to your best player. Oh, man. <laughs> Look at that, Matt Rule. Oh, man. It's not like, like – the, the reports, like, so, like, oh, Matt Rule is surprisingly optimistic coming out of the locker room. Like, I want to fucking hear that. Sorry, curse word. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> quack. Quack. Uh, yeah, quack alert. Uh, or no, Matt like, Rule on the sideline, he's telling his players he wants to see more moxie. It's like, get out of here. Oh, my goodness. I can't stand him already. I would, uh, I would, like, if he was, like, we need to be cleaner. We need to execute better. We're not executing like we did in practice. Like, fine, whatever. We need more moxie. Like, what is this, 1920? Like, are we playing with, like, the old leather helmets? Like, come on, get that crap out of here. Like, he is the most, like, football guy coach. Like, I don't like football. Like, Pat Narduzzi, I am not a Pat Narduzzi fan. (laughs) Um, My dude, Jeff at Georgia Tech, I can't remember his name, where it's like the Georgia Tech players were lifting weights starting pregame, like outside yeah. on the field. Jeff Collins. Like, Jeff, Yeah, Jeff Collins. Get him out of here. I don't like him either. And he does, like, the stuff he says, like he doesn't do that stuff, but the stuff he says is so football guy, and I can't stand it. it just and feels- Eric Bieniemy was right there. He was right there. Right there. How do you not take someone who literally helms one, like one of the best offenses we've ever seen in the history of the NFL? Not, not just this year, not just this season, not just last season. One of the best that we've seen in the history of the NFL. Gosh. And I bet if Eric Bannon here, he keeps Cam. Because who, what office of mine doesn't see Cam Newton and say, I have like 50 million packages I want to run with this dude? <sighs> Who doesn't want a versatile quarterback? I hate it so much. I hate it here. This is gonna be one of the. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a time with the Panthers. It's gonna be a season. And you know what? You know what, Colby? You can check me if I'm wrong, but I haven't tweeted anything out of pocket so far. You have not tweeted anything out of pocket. I told you. Like I've, I told you. <laughs> like my expectations are lowered. I will tweet about Matt Rule sometimes, but like I will not, I will not hate on Teddy Bridgewater. I will not hate on this defense because it's not formed for to be to be successful. Like I just, I don't have expectations. And we lost to Tampa Bay. That's fine. I'm not expecting to win the freaking division. But like, it's the, the decision. It's, it's just, like the, it's the discipline. It's the decision making stuff. It's the stuff that like sometimes you watch a first year coach is like, oh, I see like the nuggets of like the good things that can come. They look undisciplined. They look like they don't know what they're doing. The play calling, absolutely. Joe Brady, what happened? Good lord, the best play calling in college, best play caller in college football looks lost. I don't know. Anyway, we can move on now. I just yeah, I I needed <laughs> I needed to yell about the Panthers for a while. Um, who's next? I, 
I really, <laughs> I really believed in Gartner Minshew. I, I honestly believed in Gartner Minshew. Um, I think he's better than some people think he is. And he, I think he had a good game today, but couldn't quite edge out the Titans. No, 339 uh, passing yards, three touchdowns. He just had a crucial interception when it mattered most. Um, I'll, I will go ahead and put it out there to all the listeners. For all my fantasy owners that own uh, Derrick Henry on your lineup, I go ahead and apologize. It appears the first two teams we played, and a lot of the teams are going to basically sell out their defense entirely to stop Derrick Henry. So as good as he is, it's kind of hard to stop it when you that's your entire defensive scheme. So instead, they're just going to let Ryan Tannehill throw for multiple touchdowns pretty easily because uh, that seems to be the case in our first two games where he had 239 today, four touchdowns. Johnny Smith, which I can't, I'm very happy for him. He's definitely an upcoming time tight end in the league. I had two touchdowns today. Played really well overall. We, we didn't have A.J. Brown today. We were – we'll talk about this later. We were one of the teams that had one of the injury bugs. One of our cornerbacks, Jonathan Joseph, got hurt. Uh, A.J. Brown didn't play. So, luckily, we still managed to come out with a win. It was 33-30. For the second week in a row, Steven Goskowski hit the game winner. Despite his absolutely terrible performance last week, but still gets the game winner in both games. I guess it's when it matters most. But, dadgummit, if I just want – I don't want teams to be close, but I'm not used to having a team that can win close games, so I'll take it where I can get it. We're 2-0, and that's all that matters. Uh, the Browns beat the Bengals on Thursday. The Browns are back, baby. Is that what's happening? Yes. Can I? Can I be yes. This is not my. This is not my section. And feel free to respond. I. I just think. I don't want to mean this as disrespect to uh to to Mister to Mister um Baker Mayfield, but. I think Joe Burrow, with having to throw 60 times against that tissue paper offensive line, (laughs) looks like he's the real deal. Like, not, I mean, like, I don't know how the Browns defense is supposed to look. I don't know if they're regarded as like a good defense or mediocre or bad. But to throw over 60 times. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you would know. I was going to say it's it's relatively mediocre. I would say, like, the pass rush is obviously really good, but. The right. secondary is not – the linebackers in the secondary are not at the level that we would want them to be at this point. So even that, but, like, having a team like the Bengals throwing 60 times against that offensive line – or with that offensive line, you got to think, like, to not have any interceptions and have 300-plus yards and, I, I think, what, a touchdown or two? Three. Three, exactly. So, like, you can't ask for it. Like, if you're going to ask your rookie – quarterback to throw 60 times and you get no interceptions and three touchdowns you take that I, all I mean, day yeah like what else do you want from the guy like <laughs> like i don't i don't know what like there's some times where like yeah he probably should throw it away he, like there's like little rookie mistakes that he like that like happen but overall like i don't know how you come away from that game and not think that joe burrow is the real deal I am excited that we're gonna get it. we're gonna get a career of Joe Burrow. Hopefully, if they need to invest in the offensive line, they absolutely need to invest in something that's better than what they have now. But yeah. also, I guess good job Browns. 
I guess. When the you, Browns are back. If the Browns can run it 20-plus times and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are going to tear up the, the field like that, they're a hard team to beat. Call me crazy, but we've got the best one-two punch at running back in the league. I mean, they average six yards a carry. Yeah. But, out of the realm of – And on top of that, our rush defense was really good. We gave up 2.8 yards a carry. Yeah, Joe Mixon didn't do anything. And, and when we did throw the Gio, ball, we were pretty good. Gio got some time. We, Gio we, we were um, – we had a – 69.5% completion percentage. Nice. Nice. Ah. Uh, only through one interception. I mean, I feel like we brought an intensity offensively to that game that we haven't seen since two seasons ago. Anything else with that game before we move on? The road to 15 and 1 started on Thursday night. All right. Uh, Mr. Biscay, uh, franchise quarterback. Mr. Biscuit, 2 and 0. Oh. <laughs> 2-0, came, made a huge comeback against the, the, the Lions. A little bit of a rougher game against the Giants, but still won, had two interceptions. Don't think they were his fault. I'm going to be – there are a lot of things that you can fault Mitch Trubisky for, but I saw those two interceptions. I don't think they were really his fault. There, there are two games I'm going to rewatch. Yes, we see the cat, Aaron. Uh, <laughs> there are two games I'm going to rewatch tomorrow, uh, and one of them is going to be that Bears Giants game. Um, that fourth, that fourth down play though, that was exactly as planned, where their lineman caught the ball for the oh, first right, down right, when it yeah. bobbled up in the just air, like they drew it up, just like they drew it up. Plug. Um, <laughs> Falcons Cowboys. Um, that was the. Def- Absolute oh. funniest into that game that could have happened. The most Falcons thing to happen. They found 20 to zero on the Cowboys. Okay, but I look like a genius using my big brain today. <laughs> I was using my big brain when I drafted Calvin Ridley because Julio Jones looked a little washed, and then Calvin Ridley was like the second coming. And yeah, so the secondary is going to put their best defensive player on Julio Jones, and that's going to give. Calvin really a better opening window to be able to make catches. Also with uh, Russell Gage, who I drafted, I just didn't play today, who scored a touchdown. Also, for whatever reason, um, the uh, Julio Jones doesn't catch touchdown passes in the red zone. But it's because of his hamstring. He's been allergic to touchdown passes for like two seasons now. Yeah. He had it in his hands. He had one in his hands. He said he didn't catch it because of his hamstring. I am – I'm I'm warming up the the vocal cords on Julio is overrated. Um, give give me a few more games. We'll get there. Is he overrated <laughs> at this point? Well, I mean, like he 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 he'll go for one fifty, like okay, but like he just he's not like a volume. Like he's not going to get you three touchdowns. Well, yeah, that's I and I feel like that's what the expectation has become. I don't think anyone's expecting him to be a touchdown receiver anymore. But that's kind of nuts, right? Because he's huge and he's such a big body and he can bully so many corners in this league and just doesn't. It's just weird. Like, obviously, they're probably throwing doubles at him anytime they get, even if they even sniff the red zone, they're probably throwing doubles at him. Mm-hmm. But so does DeAndre Hopkins. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like there are plenty of receivers that, that get those doubles. Um, so I don't know. 
there were just so many storylines in this game. First, you get to the first quarter, and the Cowboys have, if I'm not mistaken, four takeaways, including three – well, it was three fumbles, and then – or it might have been actually four fumbles because Dak did it, and then um, – let's see. So I think it was four total. There was definitely four turnovers, yeah. And then they go up – they're down 20 to nothing. And then they come all the way back and start in the second half. And then then we get to the onside kick, which a beautiful onside kick. Was it? Was it a beautiful onside kick? Or did the Falcons look like they had no idea what they were but, doing out there? Correct me if I'm wrong. I, it, the, and I think that was discussed with the game, is that the rule is that the ball has to go 10 yards for the kicking team to touch it. The receiving team can touch it at any time. Yes, that's yeah. correct. And yet they just watched it roll 10 yards so that the Cowboys could jump on it. Which, to the Cowboys, um, for their praise, the dude that jumped on it had a great box out. on the. Um, he had great positioning on that rebound um, against the Falcons player. But, yeah, they could have jumped on it whenever. They just didn't. And I feel like that was a good ball to jump on because it, rather than rolling that way, like with the tips rolling towards you, it, it could be one that gets bottled. When it's spinning like this way, you could just fall on it. Yeah. The Not Panthers also pinball. tried that style of onside kick, which I had not seen before. Um, uh, apparently it works. So. And then Greg Leleg uh, sealed the deal. They win 40 to 39. I just love laughing at the Falcons. It's great. It's wonderful. That's, that's two 20 plus point leads that they've given up. Let's talk like, about. I don't know how Dan Quinn didn't get fired on the spot. As a special teams coordinator, absolutely had to. How do you not? Kirk Cousins looked terrible today. <laughs> the Vikings, just in general, look awful. They look really bad. Really, really bad. I'm feeling better and better about my Packers pick to win the division every day. But you um, play them next week. He was 11 of 26 with three interceptions. Not good. Not good. A nine QBR. QBR of nine. Like, this many. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Not not good. I am full steam ahead on the Josh Allen hype train. I tried to tell y'all that Josh Allen <laughs> could be a good quarterback. He threw for 400 yards today. 147 passer rating. 93.3 QBR. He's good. Listen to me now. Believe me later on. Bills um, Mafia, they're coming. <laughs> that was my pick for the AFC East. So, the last game I want to talk about is Chiefs Chargers. Mm. Um, Tyrod Taylor, uh, he he just lost his job, right? Well, no, I think their coach just said post game that if he's healthy and ready to go, he's the starter, which is a bold choice, Cotton, because the Herberts here. Listen. I've watched so much Oregon football. It's disgusting. Um, I did not see this type of performance for, from Justin Herbert in the NFL. Just straight up. I didn't think he had this in him. 
he had he was twenty two of thirty three, um, sixty seven percent completion for three hundred and eleven yards. Threw a pick, also threw a touchdown. That's a solid debut for your first game. So I think what everyone's talking about with the Chargers Chiefs game is the the Chargers had what fourth and one, fourth and three. Which one was it? It was definitely fourth and short, but it was like on their. It was definitely on their side of the field, and then they ultimately decided to punt it. And fourth and that, one at the thirty-four yeah, yard line. I thought that was a very poor decision because you're putting the ball in Patrick Mahomes' hand when you win the toss in overtime, and you're fourth and one. If you miss it, they're going to win anyway. But at least now, you're at least giving yourself a chance to continue the drive and maybe at least get a field goal or get a score uh, just to keep the game going. But you're what did Herm Edwards say? You play to win the game. You play to win the game. And I was talking to my, I was talking to my dad about it today. It was like, I was just like, get ready for the death by a thousand cuts. And that is what the Chiefs offense is. It's like, do not put the ball in Patrick Mahomes' hand if you can help it. Because yeah. like I said, if you, if you, if you get stuffed, then they're going to win anyways but at least be able to continue this own drive. I want someone to have as much confidence in me as um, Anthony Lynn had in his defense to stop Patrick Mahomes at the end of the game. Not to mention that the Chargers have a relatively potent rushing attack. Also, Justin Herbert had a really good game, all things considered, and still didn't go for it. I, I just thought that was a poor decision, and Pat definitely made them pay for it. Not only by, with his arm, but with his legs. Anything else from the NFL right now? Cam is playing um, against the Seahawks, and I'm sad. <laughs> um, I miss Cam so much, so so much. He looks like he's having so much fun, and I wish he was having fun with us. Cam's good at football. Yeah, who'd have thought Cam Newton's good at football? You know who else is good at football? I don't want to know who's on the other side of this question. Kyle Allen. <laughs> Listen, I'd rather have Kyle Allen right here. I feel so bad that we're putting Teddy Bridgewater through this. Teddy Bridgewater yeah. doesn't deserve this. I he agree. absolutely doesn't. Anyway. I think the only other storyline was there was a lot of injuries today. Yeah, do you for, have the list? Because I don't have it in front of yeah. me. I think Field Yates put it up. So, ones that have very serious energy, uh, injuries. Saquon Bartley is basically out. It's all but confirmed he has an ACL tear. Same goes with Nick Bosa and Solomon Thomas for the 49ers. You have Jimmy Garoppolo, who went down with an ankle injury. You had Raheem Mostert. So, it was four players, correct? Four players for just the 49ers that had significant injuries. Drew Locke for the Broncos went out. Blake Hooker for the Colts, who's very good at safety, uh, had an Achilles injury, believed to be an Achilles tear. Cam Akers for the Rams, Rashad Perriman for the Jets, just to name a few. And then Christian McCaffrey also hurt his ankle, too. And that's just a few. There, it was several. And these are starting, like, like quality caliber players that went down today. Mm-hmm. And it was weird. It was all within, like, a 15-minute period. I don't know. Oh, so, 
I'm not sure if that it, that kind of goes into the whole thing with the reduced season, with the reduced practice time. If they if the bodies are not, uh, was the muscle memory, or just have being accustomed to the game style with the lack of practicing, or what? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe lack of a preseason. Who knows? Just bad, bad stuff happening all around. Are we ready to talk NBA? Yes. Oh my gosh. On my stream. Wait, what's about to happen? Are you kidding me? <laughs> that was a live reaction because yeah. I heard you saw it. Wow. I'm ahead of everybody and I just pushed the finger. Oh, Anthony, wow. Davis just, Anthony Davis just hit a game winner over Denver. Holy shit. I'm sorry, headphone users. I did not expect that to happen. I didn't know what was about to happen. Um, wow. Over Jokic. Legendary. Those Black Mamba unis. That was nice. Wow. I'm like, my hands are like. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, the Lakers have a 2-0 lead on the Nuggets. (laughs) (laughs) Also, the Heat are unfortunately very good at basketball. Heat and four. They look really good right now. Heat and four. Didn't the Celtics win a game? He He punched the ball and he made it. Wow. I don't know how to recover from that. Um, yeah, the Heat look really good right now. <laughs> yeah, they're up 2-1 on Boston. And uh, it's all come down to pretty close games, too. <laughs> I mean, Jimmy Butler is playing sensational. They have a, they just have a very solid team. They have shooting. They have defense. They, they, I'm, I hate to say it because I, I will always hate the Heat. I don't care who the cast is. I just will not like the organization. They're unfortunately good. And I think it would be a fun storyline, though, that if we get a Lakers Heat finals, so it's like LeBron playing his old franchise in the championship. I think that'd be funny. Never, I haven't been a Celtics believer. Obviously, the, listen, the Miami Heat are good. They're more than good. They're a great team. But, like, do we think that they would beat the Lakers in a, in a seven-game series? I've got three words for you, David. Heat in four. <laughs> what are you saying? If Boston would, or the Heat would beat the Lakers? Uh, the Heat would beat the Lakers. I think that. Uh, no, no, no. That, that the, the Lakers, the Lakers beat the Heat. I'm talking. I'm talking about the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Heat in four. No. They've already lost. What? <laughs> heat in four. Don't listen to him. But no, if the Heat make it, that Bam AD matchup would be fun to say the least. I I feel like this Lakers team would match. I feel like they would match up well. They would match up well. Who on the Celtics bodies up Bam? Who 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 do they throw at Bam? Matt Tice. Like, <laughs> like, like what Matt, what's Matt Tice going to do with Bam? Right, but like you have Javale McGee, Dwight Howard, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is probably playing the four. Who's playing the four for the Celtics? Jason Tatum? Yeah. Jason, body of Anthony Davis. Are you kidding me? That's that's barbecue chicken. Put taco on him. <laughs> that's barbecue chicken. Put me in a coward and put taco out there. So I think the the Lakers would sweep the Celtics in this in a in the finals. 
But I think the Heat would – I think the Lakers and Heat would go six. But I think the Lakers would win in six. In the finals? In the finals. I think it's Lakers in five. Think so? <laughs> yeah. yeah I, think, I think they give them a I mean, gentleman's. So I don't think – I put LeBron on uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Butler. Yeah. I feel like everybody else matches up decently. But, like, even when Jimmy Butler doesn't play well offensively, like, he still – he affects the game. Yeah. Sure. He does. But, like, Duncan Robinson, like, like Car- listen, I don't want to hear any more Caruso slander. Like, that dude can actually freaking ball. Like he- it's, it's not Caruso slander. It's that every time we start talking about Alex Caruso, people take it too far. <laughs> I mean, he's not the GOAT. <laughs> He's really good. He's a good player. He's a good player. Um, Dragonfly Jones just tweeted, um, AD is the best teammate LeBron's ever had. Now that's a discussion. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that might be a postseason discussion, but um, I don't – I'd be willing to entertain it. Like, you're putting, what, 2012 Wade up there? And – 2016 Kyrie. Yeah. A little bit. Who's who's his best teammate on the Cavs? LeBron, Kyrie. No, sorry, 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 sorry. His first stint with the Cavs. My fault. Oh. Z. Yeah, probably Z. (laughs) The Um, fact that he made a finals team with that team is like that's goat. He drug he drug Mo Williams. They had this thing. Mo, Mo Williams, Williams was an all-star. all-star. Hey, that man dragged Booby Gibson to the finals. Booby Gibson was good. Get Le- out of here. <laughs> LeBron was so good. He made us think that Mo Williams was an all-star. Mo Williams was an all-star. Put some respect on his name, please. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, that is a absolute heartbreaker for the Nuggets, who I think this is a very good Nuggets team. They've surprised me. They are going to compete for championships in these next few years. I would be surprised if they don't win one, barring, like, any major injuries. Like, I think they will be competitive for championships in the next four or five years. They will make a finals. I'm guaranteeing finals in the next two. With LeBron in the West? Mm-hmm. I think so. Oh, interesting. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see how LeBron looks three years from now. But yeah. Also, like, let's see what, like, what the Lakers look like. You know, because like, right now, the, the defense, like, they look like a pretty solid team. Does Anthony Davis stay? Does he stay in, in, in L.A.? Does he leave? Does he... You know, personally, I think I think Anthony Davis is going to stay in L.A. knowing LeBron's going to retire and it's going to be full. I think this is now the transition period. Like LeBron and AD are in that like baton passing stage. Yeah, they both got their hands on it. Right. I think this is like the D Wade, D Wade LeBron. Like I think Bron is D Wade right now. Do you think Bron walks away after his contract's up? No, he's going to retire in Cleveland. He walks away. But I think he'll probably end up giving – I think Anthony Davis will stay in 
in LA and they'll get some other big free agent in there. Wouldn't that be something if like Paul George or Kawhi went over to the Lakers? Because they only have they only have one year left on their contracts. Did he just say P. he's going to retire in Cleveland? Yes. Okay, well, does that mean that he signs like a ten day? <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> ten day contract, two way contract. He's going to play his last season in Cleveland with Bronny. LeBron's going to play that to the bank. LeBron's going to play for the Mad Ants. And Listen, LeBron's about to trade Bronny for Dion Waiters' son, anyway. So that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> we will not get into that here. We will not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's all the NBA stuff since that's winding down. Should we do Mandalorian season two? I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't watched any of season one except the pilot confession. The Mandalorian is the only Star Wars canon. Send tweet. <laughs> it was definitely just very just a just a little bit. Just give us a little bit of sampling of it all. Um, very short. I would call it a teaser. I would. I think trailer is definitely just a little bit of a stretch because, but I, I did like it overall because. I think it, it does. It did its job, though. It tells us what this season is going to be about, which it pretty. It was pretty logical to assume what the season was going to be about, and that is Mando bringing Baby Yoda or the child, as it is officially called, back to its rightful community, whether it be with its own kind or with the Jedi Order or Force users, you name it. The sorcerers. Sorcerers, as they believe, or as they call them. Dude, it's so awesome. Like, listen, however you feel about where the Star Wars franchise is, you can't deny that some of this, like, extended universe stuff has been fantastic. Between Clone Wars, this last season of Clone Wars, and The Mandalorian, like, there has been some really fantastic stuff coming out of the extended universe stuff. Now, I wish they would get that same kind of quality with their main movies. But, yeah, it looks super fun. I'm excited. Didn't even see virtually anything about Moff and the dark saber or anything like that. It was just all on Mando and the child. Uh, have to shout out my wrestling and star Wars worlds are colliding. There was a hooded figure in the, in the trailer. Many thought that was an actress that was going to be playing um, Ahsoka Tano or someone even think it's going to be Sabine. Some thought it was Rosario Dawson, but in fact it is a wrestler named Sasha Banks who I was very excited to see. She was rumored to be in it. And so now that's definitely confirmed. Uh, it's kind of interesting that she got a role where there have been heavy rumors that Tamira Morrison, who played Jango Fett in the prequels, is coming back to play Boba Fett. That Rosario Dawson was cast to play Ahsoka Tano, yet they didn't get any screen time. And yet Sasha's character did, so I'm not sure of the importance of them or who that person might actually be. So I think there's still a lot of intrigue to it. I think they said... They did confirm eight episodes. It starts October 30th with varying times on all of them, too. How do you feel about the casting with Rosario Dawson? Um, I mean, it's kind of sad. I, Ashley Eckstein is a Sopitano to me because she did the voicing in That's it all. Sad. I mean, I think Rosario definitely looks the part, and she's a Star Wars fan. And so she, I mean, I think that kind of makes sense there. I, there was even rumor at time that Sasha was going to play her too, because I think Sasha definitely looks like her as well. The character does. 
So I mean, really, do, I just hope it works. I just want it to work. That's all that matters. Rosario looks like her. Mm-hmm. I've seen Rosario Dawson. She can she can act her ass off. So like, yeah. I have no doubt, and especially if she's a fan, I have no doubt that she's going to do justice to the character. Mm-hmm. But it would have been nice to see the voice actress. Yeah. But I get that voice acting is not the same as live acting. And I get it. Like, um, and they wanted a big name to be that person. I, yeah. She does right by them, then good for her. But I, I'm hype for Star Wars stuff. And also, we have. WandaVision. You seem the most hyped for that one, Colby. I watched the trailer and I was confused. I'm so pumped for WandaVision. I have no idea what's happening and I love it. (laughs) Half of the trailer is in black and white. There's dead people walking around. It just looks like a fun time. (laughs) But also, I am V into the Marvel lore. I know we have WandaVision, we have Eternals, and then there's the Hawkeye, no, uh, Bucky, Falcon. Yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter, Winter Shoulder. So, shoulder. Soldier. Sorry. Malibu. It was like half a, it was like half a cup of Malibu. It was a lot. Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I had a... Of Maverick. It's, human, it's, it's human. good. <laughs> I, I had the shot and a half of whiskey. Um, I am... Well, there's also the Black Widow movie that they keep pushing... <laughs> Which I don't think they have a date on yet, so. Oh, Cam. I know. Anything else before we get out of here? Holy crap, AD. <laughs> I know. I can't believe <laughs> I'm glad we get to um we get a live react on that. <laughs> oh, I I cannot believe that. I mean he had he had just hit one before. So he was like he hit it from like the exact same spot. But anyway, anything else? Who's playing Monday? Who plays tomorrow? NFL. Uh, Saints and Raiders. Yeah. Is this the year? Do the Saints do it? Like I don't know. They the lost NFC? Michael Thomas. Uh, my, I think is he questionable right now with his ankle injury? Yeah. Just the Saints. The Saints have the worst luck with stuff. I think someone in the NFC West still is gonna win the um, win the conference. I am off of the Cowboys hype train. <laughs> that took all of two games, but I, I think a team in the NFC West, either the Seahawks or the Cardinals. Fair enough. Nope, I'm good. Other than that, did all you right. that we don't get we don't get Carolina football until I think it's we don't get any until October. Yeah, October 3rd. Sucks. 